Touchdown or turnover. Back by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, the place where you belong. Better rates and better service. Tennessee. Can we stop the run? And honestly, when you're going to pick a team that run the ball as well as Florida, ideally you want to stop it. But realistically, will you be able to stop it? Because what's really stopping a Florida rushing attack? Less than 100 yards, would you say, Ben? Stopping... Stopping, I would say less than than like fifty. A top five rushing team in the country. I to maybe I'm splitting hairs <clears throat> too much, but stopping is below fifty. Limiting the second best rushing attack in the country is is between like fifty and one fifty. Yeah, we we're gonna have some different definitions there. Um, I, because stopping, I mean, you, I mean, they're not doing anything. Stopping is like they, they are not running the football at all. Limiting the run is 75, 100 yards to me. In four quarters, if Tennessee can keep Florida under 100 yards, <clears throat> to me, that would be stopping someone. You know, when you're going up against. Jerry Rice or Megatron, uh, you know, Calvin Johnson played the Lions. Um, or you literally up, was on the worst team of all time. If you, you know, you, when you go up against those type of receivers and each day they've been dropping 100, 150 yards or Randy Moss and you hold them to 67 yards or 78 yards, as a defense, you're like, yeah, we, we held Randy Moss of 72 yards. We kind of stopped him. <laughs> so I look at Florida's rushing attack which is, again, top five in the country. And my, my definition of stopping will be, you know, under, under 100 yards because they uh, are running the ball uh, so well. And even against Alabama, had 200 yards um, rushing. So, today's touchdown turnover. Will Tennessee, Ben, keep Florida under 150? Will Tennessee keep Florida under 150. Now, man, <laughs> they are averaging 335 rushing yards a game. <laughs> Under 100 to me is stopping them, uh, locking it down, stopping them. 335 rushing yards. When you think of a team that rushed the football for these amount of yards, you're thinking like Army and freaking Navy and Air Force and these service academies. Paul Johnson, when, when he was at Georgia Tech, that's what I think of when I think of a team rushing the football for over 300 yards. Touchdown turnover, under 150. When I think of a team stopping the run, it's Alabama versus Leonard Fournette in 2015 when they held him to 31 rushing yards on 19 attempts for an average of 1.6 yards per carry. So that's why I have the definition uh, that I do. Not that it's a, a huge deal, but wanted to give an explanation as to my thoughts on it. Uh, I say turnover. That Tennessee holds Florida under 150. I, I'm I'm not going to say that they run for 300. I don't know. Um, if if you tell me that Tennessee does end up holding Florida under 150, I, I think they win the game. 
because that that tells me that Tennessee did slow down the run. It did limit Florida on the ground. And that also means that Emory Jones was forced to to be more of a passer. And if if Emory Jones is is forced to be a passer, then any team's going to have a good chance at at beating Florida. So uh, I hope that Tennessee can hold Florida under 150 because I I think Tennessee has a great chance of of winning the football game if they do, assuming that the offense, Tennessee's offense, just is a putrid. Um, But I I just – I'm not willing to buy into Tennessee's rush defense just yet. It's Bowling Green, Pittsburgh, and Tennessee Tech. How about – Two fifty. Yes, I mean, I'm I'm not going to go in and predict that they give up two fifty. I, I would, I would be surprised if if Florida just completely dominated Tennessee in the running game. Maybe they do, but uh, I like what I've seen from from Matthew Butler. I think he can help lead the charge. You've got some veterans in there like Jaquan Blakely and Caleb Tremblay who can help set the edge and hopefully contain Emory Jones, Anthony Richardson, if he's in there. You, you, you've got some talented guys off the edge, Tyler Barron, Byron Young, that should be able to contribute to the running game. Uh, Jawan Mitchell and Jeremy Banks, they're athletic. They, they theoretically should be athletic enough to clean some things up. So I, I don't think Florida will completely dominate Tennessee on the ground, but you can hear the hesitancy in my voice, and it comes from the fact that Florida just rushed for over 250 against Alabama. So that makes makes you really concerned going into to this game. I, I just I think in games like this against elite rushing offenses in the SEC, you have to have elite players in your front seven. And Tennessee does not have that. Tennessee lacks talent in the front seven. So uh, after seeing Alabama give up over 250 on the ground with its own elite players, kind of hard to sit here and with any confidence say that Tennessee is going to stop or, or slow down the run. But hopefully I'm wrong. So I asked that touchdown turnover for a reason. The the reason is you don't win games based on who has the most yards and who uh, wins in this you know statistical category. It's about who has the most points at the end of the football game. That's what determines a winner and a loser. And yeah, Florida had right up to, to two hundred fifty rushing yards against Alabama. Florida also had more first downs in Alabama. Florida also had more total yards in Alabama. <laughs> Florida Florida almost, also had less penalties in Alabama. Florida also possessed the football longer than Alabama. You can go through here and look at, look at so many categories where Florida was better than Alabama. Now, third down efficiency, Alabama was better. There's one drive in this football game for Florida against Alabama that stands out to me for Tennessee to have a chance to win this football game. It is Florida's first possession in the first quarter. 
Florida goes on an 11-play drive, 75 yards. I mean, it's a great that's – a, that's a great play drive. That's what you want. As a head coach, you want that. Your defense is resting. You're controlling the, the ball. Took up four minutes. 11 plays, 75 yards. The drive was perfect, except for one thing, Ben. They kicked the field goal. They kicked the field goal. I believe Tennessee is going to give up 250-plus rush yards. I think Florida's going to do their thing rushing the football. This is just what they do. They're good at it. And I don't think you're going to stop it. But I think you can bow your neck when it matters in the red zone. And if you can do that consistently, not just one time, like Alabama did, but if you can if you can find ways, whether it's run stunts or or whatever, if you can find ways that when Florida moves the football, because they're gonna move the football. They're a good football team, and they have good players, and we are what we are from a personnel standpoint. They're going to move the ball. But I think it's important that when they do move the ball, when they do have success, that we bow our neck and we force field goals. And I think that could be the difference. Mm -hmm. Florida, the reason why they got back in this football game after being down 21-3, to that was the only field goal they, they kicked and made. They put up touchdowns, and then they did make miss an extra point when they scored their first touchdown there in the second quarter. But, you know, they put up touchdowns, and that's the difference. You can absolutely look at the stat sheet after Tennessee plays Florida and go, oh, my gosh, Florida has blown Tennessee out. Look at the rushing. Look at the total yards. Look at the time of possession. You can look at the stats and go, man, look at the blowout there. But the only thing that matters is the final score. If you're forcing field goals, you give yourself a chance. Go look at this Florida-Alabama team stat sheet. And you would think, without looking at the final score, that Florida won this football game. Not so fast, my friend. So, for me, man, it's about forcing, forcing the field goals. We're going to give up some yards, man. But Tennessee has a top five rushing defense in the country. We played a poor Pittsburgh team that rushes football. And we played Tennessee Tech, and we played Bowling Green. So, take that for what it's worth. Pittsburgh didn't beat us by running all, running over running all over us. They beat us by taking advantage of turnovers and throwing a football because they had a, a, all the time in the world uh, pick it to get to his fourth and fifth option on a passing play. So, I mean, you've got to sell out this game to stop the run. If if Emory Jones and Florida beat you because of the passing game, because of Emory Jones' arm, so be it. So be it. So be it. He he has not proved to be a dynamic passer to this point in his career. He was efficient against Alabama. He continues to take small steps forward from game to game. But if I'm Tim Banks and this defensive coaching staff, I'm selling out on stopping the run. Just throw all the chips on the table to stop the run. And if if Emory Jones beats you, then then so be it. 
There, there's not a receiver on this team that scares me, even with Tennessee secondary maybe not being great. Alante Taylor and Warren Burrell should be perfectly fine in this game. This isn't them going up against Alabama last year with Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, although Waddle didn't play. I, I realize that, but uh, this, this isn't last year's Alabama receiver core <laughs> so uh, or the Florida receivers that we've seen in the past. Alante Taylor and Warren Burrell on an island, even if you're selling out for the run, should be okay, theoretically. So I, I would just completely sell out on, on trying to stop the run, slow down the run, do whatever you need to do against the run to give, your, give yourself a chance to win the game. Don't let Florida run away with it, pun intended. We, we, when, when teams tried to play the Chicago Bulls, they would say, listen, George, gonna, he's going to drop what he's going to drop. He's going to drop 40. He's going to drop 50, whatever. He's going to do that. Mm-hmm. He's the best ever. But what you can't let happen is you can't let Tony Kukoc, you can't let Ron Harper, you can't let Dennis Rodman, you can't let those guys <clears throat> hit double figures and have career days because then you're not going to beat them. You're not going to beat them. Remember the Warriors when they played against the Cavaliers when LeBron was on that team. All right, LeBron's going to drop. He's going to drop 50. Cool, whatever. They still lost. <laughs> they still lost. Why? Because LeBron didn't have help. So if you are, if you are Tennessee, <clears throat> you say, all right. All right, Emory Jones, show us you a passer. Show us. We know you threw it to the tight end, those, those, those short throws. We know, we, know you, we know you had a good game through one interception. Wasn't bad. But show us you a real passer. Show us you can drop the ball in the bucket, press coverage, 20, 30 yards down the football field. Show us that you can be accurate with the football. And Tennessee is, is going to face that same challenge if Heck Joe yeah. Milton plays. Uh, Florida is, is going to try to make Joe Milton do the exact same thing. Do you and think should it should do it with Hendon too? Yes, should, ab- be, the, should be the approach for any quarterback that Tennessee throws out there. Absolutely. Do you think it's more important for Tennessee to hit on some deep balls or slow down the run? Uh, that's more important to. I mean, well, one is defense, one is offense. I think it's Which always. What do you think is more critical for Tennessee having a, a, run. a chance to win the game? The reason I ask that is because theoretically. It doesn't matter if you if you stop the run or not, if if you're not putting up points on the board. No, I think in reverse, you have a chance if you can't stop if you if you can't stop them running the football. Now you are in trouble because they are eating up clock, taking possessions away from you on offense, and you have allowed Emory Jones to benefit from play action pass. Now he has less windows, excuse me, more windows, wider windows to throw in. Uh, it. it it creates more problems for Tennessee if, if Florida's running the football at will. So um, you give yourself a chance if you stop the run because now you can win on special teams with field position, and you don't have to necessarily hit deep shots to win. Mm-hmm. You can hit intermediate routes. You can hit some of the bubble screens. That don't and, exist in this offense. But you can do it. You, can, <laughs> you, know, you just give yourself a better chance to win if you are stopping the run. You don't have a chance to win at all if you allow Florida to run up and down the football field. Yeah. So – I would go – I would always go stop the run. That is the most important thing because um, you can win in other ways. 
you can win in the special teams too. But if you but if you allow Florida to eat up, you know, thirty seven minutes of time of possession, and they run the football for 300, 300 yards, uh, good night. Yep. <laughs> good night. Good night. So, if I'm Tim Banks, man, I'm forcing Emory Jones. Hey, man, show us you, uh, Danny Warfel, tonight. <laughs> show us. Show us you, Kyle Trask, tonight. Show us. Show us. I can't. It, it would be the most Tennessee thing ever for Emory Jones to look like yeah. Tom Brady back there throwing yeah. the football. Like Baker Mayfield. First, first game ever. He looks great as a passer. Will, Joe will be against Tennessee. Joe Burrow looking, you know, looking like Kyler Murray back there. And we know how Florida backup quarterbacks do against Tennessee. No, that's LSU backup quarterbacks. Florida too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and they've got a good one this year. And AR fifteen, aka Anthony Richardson. Regardless of who the quarterback is, man, I think if you're Tennessee, you force them to be passers, and if they beat you being good passers, then you just chalk it up. Hey man, we we got other games we need to play. You just gotta chalk it up, take the L. Because if they if they do something that they have not shown they can do and they do it well, hey man, ain't nothing you can do about that. So in the event, be right back. While the other guys are taking guesses, the Swain event is taking you behind the scenes and in the huddle every morning from 7 to 10, right here. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865 382 7007 42nd Street Brand Strategy Design More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high quality, high speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. When you see the happy face on our truck, you'll be smiling because you'll know that you're in love. Hiller, we care about your family's comfort all year long. If you get caught without air conditioning this summer, we're offering a free service call with any repair. That's a free service call when we do the work on your HVAC system. Visit happyhiller.com to schedule your appointment today. Call the Happy Face Truck today. 
Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. There is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. When I made the move to my own studio, I was worried about this. I was worried about that. I was worried about, hey, did I get this piece of equipment? Did I get that piece of equipment? Does that sound good? Does that not sound good? One thing I didn't have to worry about, that was office furniture. Because office furniture outfitters met my furniture needs. With a 50,000 square foot facility, they have East Tennessee's largest selection and are the best value for new and used office furniture. Located in Knoxville, it's easy to find everything you need for your new space, including desks, file cabinets, chairs, conference tables, and more. Office Furniture Outfitters is turnkey. They came to my place, we mapped everything out that was needed, they delivered, and get this, set everything up. To learn more about what Office Furniture Outfitters can do for you, log on to OFONOX.com. That's OFONOX.com. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Fools remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. For Attaboy here on the Swain event. I didn't do that yesterday, did it? Nope. Man, I'm telling you, man. Technology, boy. Technology. Minds of his own sometimes. Makes no sense. It is time for Attaboy, where we highlight positivity. And Attaboy is brought to you by IrisNetworksUSA.com, specializing in business, internet, and voice. Fiber Internet, a Tennessee business, connecting Tennessee businesses, 90 days, no payment for your business internet. And uh, Ben, what do you have for Attaboy today? I am giving 
the Admiral and Attaboy. Admiral the Admiral, yes, yes, yes. Has been picked up by the Orlando Magic as training camp is set to begin next Tuesday. Isn't that hard to believe that NBA is already here? Um, Grizzlies' first preseason game is October 5th. I think that's uh, like a, a week from this Friday. I don't know. It's like getting a week close, and a half man. Away. We're getting close. I saw where Ben Simmons is not going to report to the 76ers. So it's, uh, it's getting close, man. I bet the Sixers were like, thank you. Thank you, yes. God. Uh, yes. But shout out to, to Admiral. Played in 14 games last season with Greensboro of the NBA G League. And he averaged 10.1 points per game, 5.7 rebounds, and 2.1 assists. Originally selected in the second round of the NBA draft. He will wear number 25 with the Orlando Magic. It doesn't say what type of deal he signed with the Magic. He's on the team. That's all that matters. Yeah, but it, it may just be a training camp deal. Because in, in the release, it says Orlando's roster now stands at 20 players. Oh. Training camp begins on Tuesday, September 28th. So, sounds like he he got a training camp invite. Hey, man, he's holding on, man. He's but it did on. say. That's all that matters. He's holding on. He's holding on, holding on. And uh, he may be, he may be P.J. Tucker. Maybe. Yeah, he may be P.J. Tucker, man. Just continue to develop, continue to hold on, and boom, it all clicks. So, uh, I'm just I'm just glad that he's continuing to get opportunities. You know he's going to work hard, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's living out his dream. So that's all that matters. Yep. It did say per team policy, terms of the deal are not disclosed. So I don't I don't think they're going to put a ton of detail into a training camp invite. So maybe it's a a little more than that. But he will definitely have to prove himself throughout training camp, and hopefully he does and can make the Magic's roster. Let's get it. Let's get it. So I like that attaboy. I also saw Lamonte tweeting something along the lines of sorry for the wait, and it was a, a video of him in a layup line overseas. So it looks like Lamonte Turner is back on a basketball court. Oh, yeah, look, here's a signing. Announced 22 hours ago. I missed this. I can't even – Begin to announce this this team name. Aseko Arca Genigia. What'd you say? <laughs> I know. I need to watch it. I almost said something I'm really not supposed to. But uh, Lamonte Turner's been picked up overseas. Uh, a professional basketball team in Poland. Is he getting paid? Yep. Yeah, baby. That's all that matters. My boy uh, Lamonte getting paid. Getting paid. Tax oh, free, hopefully. How about this? Historically, the team is one of the most successful in Poland, mainly because of the nine championships in a row the team won from 2004 to 2012. So, Lamonte Turner, a Arca Jid Ina. I like G-D-Y-N-I-A. I have no earthly idea how to begin to pronounce that. Like, nothing makes sense in this name. These letters should not be in this order. That, that's not how the alphabet works. <laughs> that's not how grammar works. G-D-Y, how do you pronounce that? Oh, man. 
You okay? We got Turkey Man. I was giving you the the, the Turkey Man bat sign, <laughs> flapping my arms like a turkey. Gobble gobble, gobble gobble. All right, let's get Turkey Man. Turkey Man, good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, got a question for you guys today. Uh, we've got two quarterbacks on each side. We'll probably see playing time. Uh, Richardson is the one that, uh, that uh, looks really good for Florida. Uh, Milton looks like he's good. If he could ever get it together, it look, you know, good from Tennessee. Uh, I would like for you because turnovers is going to be key to this game. The team that wins the turnover battle will win. From your recruiting and 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 looking at the game, if if you was living under a rock and you didn't know what you know anything about the game, you just come in and a quarterback been changed, starter been taken out. You go both ways. If Richardson. We're starting for them, and uh, Jones, I think his name, come in, and he was coming in, in place because of the turnovers in the uh, end of the first to second half or whatever you want to call it, wherever that would take place. And same place for Tennessee, Booker, and, and Milton. And you did not know what would you say the two – and they had two turnovers. What would you say – uh, Florida's turnovers would have been that Richardson's in there for four turnovers, vice versa. Uh, because Turkey man, Turkey man, Turkey man, Turkey man, I am lost right now. Okay. I am okay. totally lost. Uh, ben, okay. Can you, you know, I'm not that up. smart, man. Back. Maybe it's just me. I, I'm, I'm lost. I have no clue how to answer um, okay. the scenario. That's why the starting quarterback was Richardson for Florida. Okay. Okay? And they pulled him because of turnovers. Okay. Okay. You did not know why they pulled him. Okay. You just know that he had two turnovers, so they put the other the other quarterback in place. Okay. Would that what would you say of the four quarterbacks would be the answer to those questions? Why would it why would Richardson turn up would have been fumble? Or would it have been pass? Uh, what would if what you've seen to him would be if you said okay he's turned the ball over twice it was two interceptions or it was two fumbles with Richardson would it would be? be two fumbles because they they don't really let him throw the the football uh, Emory Jones if if he had two turnovers three turnovers four turn, turnovers it, it it would be through the through the air. A hooker at this point, it would be a fumble as well. That's that's all he's done is fumbled the ball. Milton, I don't know. Milton hasn't really proven to be turnover prone. The only I think he has one tur- one turnover, fumble. and it was the fumble when Ollie Lane got ran through like a train and blew Milton up, and Milton couldn't hold on to the football. So, if if it's Emory Jones turning the football over, Alante Taylor probably is giving out free cookies again. If it's Anthony Richardson, they don't really let him throw the football just yet. He, he's Tim Tebow as a freshman. He he comes in and runs the ball, so it would be fumbles. Balls on the ground. Thanks, man. Thanks for saving me because I 
I I still don't know what the question was. <laughs> Chip Payne says y'all almost got Diddy as a producer today. Bad Boy Remix. Yeah, I don't know, man. I might have to talk to the technical team after the show. See why why it's doing that. That's weird. <clears throat> that is weird. Uh, CJ Vall says Emory can't beat us throwing the ball. Uh, we will lose by them running the, the ball all day if we get beat. I agree with that assessment. Well, I'm saying is force force Emory to, to beat you throwing the football. And if he does, then hey, you just you just got to chalk it up, man. You just you just got to accept that L. You got to accept it. Bobby in Georgia says, serious question of Tennessee defense practices against Hooker and Milton on the regular. Both very mobile quarterbacks. Why are we susceptible to quarterback scrambles? Well, defense practices against the second team and third team quarterback. First team quarterback is working against the scout team and the first team defense is working against the scout team. So usually the scout team uh, offense is the third quarterback. In this case, this would be Harrison Bailey. So the scout, the scout team defense going up against the number one offense, you would have majority of those reps going to the to QB one that week, and then the QB two will be getting the scraps. So my senior year. Jonathan Crompton was second-team quarterback. Eric Ames was the first-team quarterback. And then, like, Nick Stevens was working with the scout team. Now, if you have a team that has a mobile quarterback and that's who you're going up against, then it is best to put someone there who can run. So you would say that Harrison Bailey is not the scout team quarterback this week? I don't think that would be a good idea or that would be helping Tennessee's defense prepare. I would put in a – you know, a a receiver that's not playing or something like that, and or I would, you know, can we call Kasim Hill? Bring him back. <laughs> How many years of eligibility does he have? He's balling out for Rhode Island. Apparently, we had somebody on the text box early in the show give Kasim Hill a shout out because he threw for over three hundred yards. Apparently, okay, okay. John K from South Carolina. Always bringing the sarcasm. Early attaboy goes to Kasim Hill. 320 and three touchdowns. Hashtag Hill for Heisman. There you go. There I think John Kay put something about him last week as well. But I don't understand why you would not want to put Harrison Bailey at scout team quarterback, Wayne. Who better to imitate AR-15 than HB-15? GBO for life says, is Florida's other quarterback coming back this week, or is he still hurt? Uh, Richardson is – he's going to play. Dan Wellman says he's not playing to, unless he's 100%. The dude did a round-off back tuck pregame last week. I think he's Okay. I think he's okay, but Emory Jones earned the right to play the entire game if he played like he did last week against Alabama. Yeah, Dan Mullen said that, which I don't know how true it is, but Dan Mullen said 
that they didn't want to risk AR-15. Such a great nickname. I don't care if he's a Gator. That's an awesome nickname. Said that they didn't want to risk losing him for four to six weeks rather than just missing the Alabama game because that hamstring can go from mild. He may be ready to play right then and there, but he tweaks it the wrong way, and it can go to a severe hamstring injury quick, fast, and in a hurry. Then all of a sudden he's out four to six weeks. So him going some on Biles in pregame is probably not going to help it. Right. Probably not. <laughs> I was like, what is he doing, man? Well, the best part the was Olympics? Florida, the Florida Twitter account tweeting out the video of him doing it, showing it off. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> like, you're supposed to be hurt. You're supposed to be hurt. That's like, you know, you, you wake up one morning, you don't want to go to school, and your parents come to your room to wake you up from school, and then you go into character when they're in your room. You're like... <laughs> Oh, um, mom, dad, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. And then by lunch. No, then, no, then, then you go downstairs, eat breakfast, and then you forget that you're supposed to be sick. <laughs> you forget you're supposed to be sick. You do a backflip or something in the kitchen. It's like, you're supposed to be hurt, man. You're supposed to be sick. What are you I, doing? I, nev- I genuinely never pulled that off. I, I never really faked sick. I mean, there was like once or twice that I did. I can vividly remember doing it once when I was in like fifth grade. And I was fake coughing in the morning and, and whatnot. And so my mom didn't force me to go to school. But she took me to the grocery store later on that day. And I was just like acting. I forgot that I was sick. Yeah, <laughs> and I was acting normal caught. at the grocery store. And, and she's like, so you're feeling fine now, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> So this will be like the Florida Twitter account will be equivalent to your sister taking a picture of you laughing, dancing, smiling, being healthy. That would be the equivalent. Because the Florida Twitter account, whoever is controlling the Twitter account, didn't have the common sense. <laughs> didn't have the intel. To, to, not, to not tweet a picture or video out of their hurt quarterback looking like Simone Biles before, before the game. <laughs> and it wasn't like he did it like off to the side. Like the whole team was right there. He's like he was the a main attraction zone. in the end zone before they go back into the locker room. Like, like everybody, everybody saw stadium. it. It's like everyone saw it. It was like we were there to watch him do the floor exercise at the Olympics. Floor exercise at the Olympics. It was like everyone's watching. But he's hurt. Okay, game play. Cool. Whatever. All right, who's on the phone? We have. Andrew in Nolensville. Oh, Andrew, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, Swain, so first-time caller, but long-time listener. I uh, really appreciate you guys. I just, I guess, uh, maybe I don't have realistic expectations, but just listen to, like, uh, Boogie Bentley podcast. I don't know if you know Boogie or not. Talking about just the the downing, I guess the downers of the world not feeling like there's any chance in this game. I'll tell you why we have a great chance in this game is quarterback play. True, true or false, our quarterback play is better right now than anything we have with Jared Garantano. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. True. True, hey. especially, especially this last year. Now, Jared's 2018 season wasn't, wasn't terrible, but last season was terrible. So it depends on what, what quarterback year you want to look yeah. at from Jared. But um, it's definitely better yeah, than last year. 
Oh, for sure. And, and I don't know if people realize, and again, we're talking about competition and this and that, but Hendon Hooker has a better completion percentage, more touchdowns, less interceptions than, than Emory Jones is. But all we're hearing from the media is how bad Tennessee's quarterback play is. If you look at the, if you look at the comparison versus the competition, and they played, I believe, Florida Atlantic, correct me if I'm wrong, outside Alabama, what is the main difference between the stat lines on that? Alabama. Between the quarterback play? Alabama. Emory, Emory played a good game against Alabama. And our quarterbacks have not played a good game versus a good opponent yet. Okay. So that's that's well, that's why. I mean, if you're asking, okay, why is Emory Jones getting so much love and it's you know, so, so lopsided from our quarterbacks, then I would say that would be the reason. We, we haven't – we just haven't done it yet, Andrew. We haven't. We have not done it yet. You know, I thought Hendon did a good job coming in in the Pittsburgh game, but he still turned the ball over twice, and so yeah, that is that is a concern. And Milton still hasn't shown us that he can that he can hit on those on on deep shots or or any throw outside of a a bubble screen or quick wide receiver screen. So I hope that they are able to do it. But if you want to know, like, okay, why is the 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 the, the um, accolade so lopsided right now? It's because, man, Emory did it against Alabama. He played like a warrior against Alabama. He really did. Man, agree, disagree? Uh, agree. Yeah, listen, I mean, I... He, 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 was, he was good. He was serviceable against the number one team in the country where Joe Milton has all the potential in the world but can't tap into that potential. And Hendon Hooker is a solid player, but he's, he's not going to light the world on, on fire more than likely. And, and the biggest reason Tennessee is not given a chance in this game is because of everything else on the rosters. I was talking to someone with NFL ties last night like NFL scouting ties last night and I don't want to know yeah you do well you probably don't it's kind of good and bad <clears throat> there's not 10 quarterbacks in the NFL that has the arm that Joe Milton has I mean it's good I mean it's good if you can actually hit on the throws it's good and bad because you know he hasn't been accurate with those deep shots and you know, being able to you know, add the other part of throwing the football. So, it's good that he has the tools. And, you know, when he figures it out, then boom. It, it'll be great. But If only he were a true freshman or redshirt freshman. Hey, man. And not a fourth-year player with a good handful of games under his belt. Hey, man. Theo Jackson will say he's still got time. Well, Michigan's quarterback looks good through three games. Yeah. Theo Jackson will say... Hey, there's still time, baby. There's still time. He still got one more year, Joe. (laughs) 865-255-03. Swain Event, Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Be right back. For what is coming up on the Swain Event. 
there, Swain Event listeners. I'm excited to share my new Keller Williams Realty app so you can tour homes without leaving yours. Not only can you search for homes in specific areas and neighborhoods, you can also have access to real-time market snapshots on stats like average home price and days on market, plus commute times from your office, school zones, and much more. Download my app today and get the most accurate information on buying, selling, and investing in real estate in your area. Just search for the Keller Williams Realty app and click on more in the lower right-hand corner. Type in Jennifer Morris in the Your Agent search bar, then save and you're set. And as always, feel free to reach out at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Steven Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. There are articles and news stories that you read about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit. You get confused. You don't understand why. 
you start to ask questions. But really, there's only one question that matters. What is that question you may ask? For what? I mean, it's only right that um, really all the for what's this week should go to the state of Florida, but uh, we got some for what's today, man, and uh, we got at least one for what today, and uh, Ben, we are going to the state of Florida, right? We are. The Toronto Blue Jays are not happy, and that is because on Monday night in the sixth inning, when Toronto was in Tampa playing the Rays, there was a play at the plate. Kevin Kiermeyer, the Rays center fielder, slid into home. He was trying to score. He got thrown out. Catcher tagged him. And when the catcher tagged Kevin Kiermeyer, sliding into home plate, uh, a card fell out of Alejandro Kirk's wristband. Alejandro Kirk is the catcher for the Blue Jays. And when he tagged Kevin Kiermeyer, who was trying to score, tagged him out, the wristband, the, the card in the wristband, fell out. And Kevin Kiermeyer picked up this card. He sees it laying on the ground. And he picks it up real quick. And then he walks back to his dugout. On that card, Cheating, man. the Blue Jays' game plan on pitching to Tampa Bay's hitters. And uh, Charlie Montoya, who is the Blue Jays' manager, said that if there was one card that they would not want the Rays to have, it would be the one that Kevin Kiermeyer picked up when he was sliding into home. Because, again, it had the Blue Jays' pitching staff's game plan on how to pitch to Tampa Bay's hitters. But Kevin Kiermeyer now has this information on how Toronto is going to attack them in the box. And guess what happened Monday night? The Rays were losing two to nothing for, for most of the game. And then came back late and won the game. Uh, now there is a, a possible possible reasonable excuse. Kevin Kiermeyer was obviously asked about picking up the card at home plate and he said when it was there or when I was there I saw a piece of paper the play happened so fast honestly play happened so fast I picked it up didn't know what it was whether it was mine or not they're all pretty similar and then as I picked it up I realized it was that I never even looked at it I'll say that but at the same time I'm not going to drop it or hand it back I hope they I don't know what their thoughts were about it or whatnot at the time, though, I saw it on the ground and I picked it up. 
nonchalantly and, and not thinking anything of it and haven't heard anything of it since. Everything was so quick, and after I did it, I was like, dang, the scattering reports or whatever, it was on the ground, and I grabbed it. Like I said, got to the point that I'm not going to return it or do that. It's September, whatever. I didn't know what was going on. So he ori- originally thought it was his piece of card that he keeps in the outfield with him because outfielders have a card that tell them how they want to play certain hitters, where in the outfield to stand for certain hitters. Mm-hmm. He thought it was that card, and then when he realized it wasn't, he still kept it anyways. And so the question is, do you believe he used this card or not? I have an impossible time believing that the Rays did not use this. Because I know from experience, when I was a bat boy for the Huntsville Stars, (laughs) I was a bat boy for the Huntsville Stars. And my job after the game was to clean, clean up the dugouts, sweep all the seeds out, anything else in there, take anything the players left back up to their lockers, like Jorge Soler, the right fielder for the Braves right now, he was playing with the Smokies, and he left his glasses, sunglasses that were worth a lot of money, down on the bench. And I took him back up there to him, and he, oh, thank you, you're so kind. It was very nice to me. Um, but one time, the Stars were playing a team, and the other team left a scouting report of how to attack the Huntsville Stars players in the dugout on their bench. Did you, did you confiscate it, Ben? I did confiscate it, and I snitch. took it up. You a snitch. You a snitch, Ben. <laughs> I took it up to the dugout or to the clubhouse of the Huntsville Stars and gave it to them so that they could know how the other team was going to pitch to them the rest of the weekend. No, that's not a snitch. That's a hero. You a hero, Ben. Look, all I know is those players were in love with me that weekend. I bet they were, man. They you were a hero. Ben that weekend. You are a hero. So I say that to say – the, the Huntsville Stars players were drooling over the scouting report that I brought to them that the other team left in the dugout after the game. So I guarantee you Kevin Kiermeyer and the rest of his Rage teammates looked at that scouting report on the card. And what a coincidence that they came back in and won the game. So the Rage get it for what? For cheating. That's dirty. That's dirty. Uh, right quick. Y'all got to see this. If you are watching on Swain Event TV on the live stream, you got to see this. I got to share this with you. This is Conor McGregor throwing out first pitch. Looks like, what is that, Minnesota versus the Cubs? Play last night? It's the Cubs. I don't know who they're playing. This is the worst first pitch in the history of first pitches. This is worse than 50 cents. Conor McGregor gets a fool. How are you going to be an athlete throwing the ball into the stands? The ball hit the stands, man, on the first pitch. That's the for what. Sweet event. Be right back. <laughs> 